0: Yeah, uh, so for the first time in what feels like forever, although it's not really been that long, but uh, first time in, in what feels like forever, we're having back-to-back shows in like week after week, uh, trying to get back into that groove right as the season uh, is kind of right around the corner. Uh, preseason is literally, we're knocking on that door. It's uh, next week, basically, it starts, so uh, I don't know about you, Mark, but uh, that's got me pretty hyped up, just to know that we're that close to uh, live MLS soccer again, and uh, it kind of feels like it's about time.
1: Yeah, for sure so that means you know guys don't don't be bummed out we're in preseason form as well so you know if we get some stuff incorrect you know don't don't hound us or anything like that you know we're trying to get back in the groove of things so you know here we are excited um you know lots lots to talk about
0: thanks for listening to the audio only podcast edition of our show We air live over on Twitch via our Twitch channel every Wednesday, life and work permitting, starting at 7 p.m. Central. If you like what you've heard here so far, follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv backslash genorange. And while you're over there, why not do us a huge favor and go ahead and drop a sub? If you do catch us during the live show, let us know in the Twitch chat. We love you guys and look forward to chatting with you guys next Wednesday. Now, back to the show
1: um so sean if you if you allow me let me start off with the poll question of the day absolutely my friend feel free to run with it so obviously you know everybody's excited well everybody's been anticipating waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then waiting some more see uh the leak of the new primary kit for the dynamo and thankfully enough it was leaked out today morning i believe if i if i'm not mistaken um, so, so today's full question of the day, obviously, was, the question was, Animal Home Jersey has leaked. Do you like the new kit? That's be- very simple. Simple, yes or no. Uh, yes, it's clean and sharp, or no, it's plain. And with an uh, overwhelming 51% of the audience, they're going with, yes, it's clean and sharp. Over in the 49%, you know, no, it's plain. So, it's really right down the middle, 67% y'all voted on that poll so you know it's really down down in the middle which you know i I can see both sides of the of the the tail but you know but we're not gonna spend too much time on the kit right now we'll we'll save that for a little bit later
0: you know guys we are very fortunate to have many good friends in the soccer community but the one we are most grateful for is jen cooper aka Keeper Notes. Jen is an absolute gold mine of wisdom, experience, and advice. And mix zone—that's mixed zone with two X's—is one of the best women's soccer podcasts running today. Check the podcast out at https: colon backslash backslash bgn.fm backslash category backslash podcasts backslash the hyphen mixed with two X's hyphen zone. Or just check out the Keeper Notes Twitter at Keeper Notes. Hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show.
1: Uh, but, Sean, I know you want to talk a little bit about uh, the ladies out there. The ladies out there.
0: That uh, definitely has a different connotation uh, the way you said that, but that's all right. <laughs> no, I wanted to uh, I wanted to open the program with a little bit of dash, uh, dash talk. And the, and the main reason for that is, you know, as much as we try to give them the the love, uh, that they deserve, uh, you know, but come on challenge cup champions last year, uh, kind of out of the blue, uh, went from a team that was, you know, near the bottom of the league to a team that is, is considered a, a contender for the title this year, uh, and, and was in the running for title last year, even though it was a much shortened season. Uh, it will be interesting to see how things progress as a full season, uh, as opposed to a shortened season like last year. Um, but uh, with that being said, I just wanted to open the show more or less after, you know, giving you a little chance for the poll of the day. Uh, I wanted to – there were a couple of things I wanted to bring up about the Dash. But the first thing was they already started technically their preseason. It was kind of a friendly match that they that they played against uh, Texas women's soccer. Uh, obviously, they're U.S. women's national team keeper and U.S. women's national team uh uh midfielders uh or midfielder and christy not uh, yeah christy Mus uh were off with the u.s women's national women's national team uh but the rest of the team went and uh went and totally destroyed texas women's soccer uh which uh was nice to see 5-0 no. um and uh they did a really great job uh goals by uh it was veronica latsko uh who continues to be on an absolute tear continues to be Uh, An incredible selection uh, by the Dash, uh, picking her up. Um, uh, Let's see. Megan Rosa also scored uh, off a Shea Groom cross, uh, which that is not what you expect to hear from Shea Groom is cross. Normally she scores bangers. Uh, Shea Groom is also captain uh, for the team. Uh, Katie Naughton, defender, scored off a header, uh, courtesy off a cross from defender Amber Marshall. Uh, And then... uh, uh across from uh, Brie Fisali uh hit uh or, or landed to Latsko who beat uh, uh beat two defenders in the middle of the box uh and then midfielder Emily Ogle uh who we picked up in a trade I believe if I'm not mistaken uh she also uh basically beat two defenders and dribbled around the Nexus goalkeeper to score the fifth goal of the game talk about statement note right there Boop. uh playing keeper for the dash was Lindsay Harris uh uh, and she had a couple of saves, uh, did well, uh, in her, in her debut, I guess you would say for the dash. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a gr- great to see the uh, ladies out there playing already, uh, and playing well. Uh, it seems like they really honestly have not missed a beat. Uh, and, uh, I look forward to them defending the challenge cup, uh, championship and then uh, going for that, uh, NWSL championship this season. I think they have every possibility to be that champion. Uh, and uh, you know, for a team that has been on the outside looking in uh, when it comes to playoffs, to be a team that is considered pretty much a, a favorite to at least make the playoffs, that's a, it's a good feeling uh, going into a season.
1: Yeah, man, I think it's gonna be real, really interesting. I, I know I'm gonna tune in for obviously for the Challenge Cup to see if the, the, the Dats can defend their title. I think they they I think they're gonna be one of the favorites, if not the favorite um tournament play is a really good style for the dash especially for this dash team collectively um the the big question would be is once the season starts to see how well they do as a season team you know over over uh, a long period of time or whatever which would be very interesting to see i'm very excited about that as well um but yeah man obviously there's new new excitement in the air for the dash you know obviously with everything they achieved last season uh with lifting up the challenge the inaugural challenge cup and then doing really well in the and their that mini season that they had i guess afterwards um so it's going to be interesting to see you know i'm glad to have to see the you know obviously rachel daly back in houston uh obviously jane campbell and, and will be back as soon as you know they're done with their their national team duties and things of that nature or from their break from that uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see i'm excited for the dash to see them get started Um, And again, like I said, you know, I I hope to be able to make it out to one of their games, you know, um, you know, if possible, depending on the situation out there.
0: Uh, For sure. Also of note, and the uh, second thing that I wanted to bring up related to the dash uh, is and it it actually relates to your poll question of the day about the jersey drop or the kit drop, if you will. Uh, What's interesting is uh, tomorrow morning is the official kit drop uh, for the Dynamo and also for the dash. Uh, which is intriguing in and of itself, but it's great to see, and, you know, we talked about this, it's great to see that one, you know, one, uh, sorry, uh, two teams, one club, one team, one club, essentially, Is you know, I think there were one city, one club, something like that, um, but it, it's really cool to see that, uh, and to see that really portrayed in how they're approaching, covering both uh, teams uh, as a as a unified club, and, Dropping the, the 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 new kits for both teams at the same on the same day at the same time in the same event is huge and monumental. Uh, the Dynamo and the Dash, Houston Dynamo FC, uh, they are showing and proving the thing that we were curious about is that there's a lot of talk. They've had a lot of talk about this, but are they going to follow through and actually really support the women's team as strongly as they support the men's team? Uh, and I think it's evidently clear. They're going to put as much effort into that as they're going to or into the women's uh, team, the dash, as they do into the Dynamo. And, you know, from, from not just players on the pitch and, and the in-stadium experience, but all the way around uh, coverage and otherwise and events like this are perfect. But topping and on top of that, the other thing that they're doing <clears throat> this year, they're starting a new thing. It's called My City, My Club. Uh, and it's a program that's going to uh, introduce basically patches that supporters can use to personalize their Dynamo and Dash gear and rep H-Town and the club in their own style. Unsurprisingly, most of these patches are in the shape of a hex, which will fit next to each other and in various formations. Uh, the patches will uh, There will be patches that are available free with the purchase of any new Houston Dynamo FC or Houston Dash jersey while the supplies last. These are limited edition H-Town patches. Uh, patches can be heat pressed onto jerseys, backpacks, and other gear, allowing fans to place one or several, however they choose. Uh, the patches will be available. Ex- the H Town patches will be available exclusively at the Adidas Dynamo Team Store at BBVA Stadium and the Dynamo Dash Team Shop at the George R Brown Convention Center. Uh, supporters who purchased jerseys online or through other retailers can retailers can
1: claim their patch at either location by bringing their jersey and proof of purchase. So, no, I was gonna say you know before we move on. You know, I'm 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 also looking forward into. The, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm also looking forward to seeing what the dash kit looks like. You know, yes sir, I haven't seen a leak on that one. You know, I think me personally, I think last season's uh, drop, I think the dash did a really really great job. Knocked I, it know, out of the
0: park, man. Okay. That was a
1: great kit. Knocked it out of the park with 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 with, uh, with the home kit, and then obviously you know their their homage, I guess, to uh, baby blue, a city blue baby, or the oiler. Color, yeah. So I mean, they they knocked it out the park last season. Um, you know, obviously, we've all had our conversations about you know whether who's better, Nike or Adidas. You know, for me, in my opinions, is always checks over stripes. But you know, that's neither <laughs> here nor there.
0: I um, mean, I like the, I well, like checks listen, too, Mark.
1: I like checks too over stripes.
0: I'm just saying, bro. Just saying.
1: No, no, for sure, for sure. But um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the dash drop out too. Because I mean, I know that's going to be fire.
0: Absolutely. And and again, it's such a great thing that they're doing this as a joint event, as a as a collaborative event where the dash and the Dynamo both get the equal shine. I think that just it reinforces that whole one club mentality. It reinforces that, like I said, that they're they're putting the effort behind both teams equally. Um, And that their marketing is showing that, you know, honestly showing that uh, very clearly. But but here's the thing that I love about about this little teaser that they put in here is the uh, the new 2021 orange jerseys for both the Dynamo and the Dash will be unveiled tomorrow morning on each team's respective social media channels. Why is this important? Because we now know the Dash's uh, kit is going to be orange as well, which really has me interested because I want to see what they do after last year's uh, little Space City blue. Uh, Kit, I really want to see what they do with the orange uh, for the Dash. Um, Also of note, uh, related to the patch thing, uh, Dynamo and Dash season ticket members will also receive an exclusive members-only patch as part of their 2021 season ticket packages. um, Which is really cool, uh, because these patches, they they have an example of it on the the Dynamo site, uh, as well as uh, you can find them on social media. They are. They look really cool, and honestly, is something that I would consider putting on a hat or a shirt or a you know a, a, a sorry a jersey, a kit. You know, a number of different ways to, to, to do uh, to do whatever you want. And and they even threw out the idea of backpacks. Uh, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I could just see, honestly, I could see, you know, kids, uh, you know, using them for, for backpacks just as kind of a cool statement of like, Hey, I'm a season ticket member. You know, it's kind of a big deal when you're a kid to be a season ticket member of a sports team, even if that sports team is not the greatest Dynamo, uh, checks over stripes, baby. I see that. I see you, Mark. Uh, but yeah, that was all I wanted to talk about Dynamo dash today, or sorry, not Dynamo dash dash today. Specifically. Uh, I wanted to make sure we gave them that shine that they deserve. Uh, oh, actually, there's a third thing. I completely blinked on this one, uh, but I had it pulled up in my browser, which is the funny thing. Uh, as a reminder, we have five allocated national team players between the Canadian national uh, team and the uh, U.S. women's national team. Uh, those are, of course, our Canadians, Alicia, Alicia Chapman, Nichelle Prince, and Sophie Schmidt. And then, of course, uh, I mentioned the U.S. women's national team players, Jane Campbell and Christy Mewis. Uh, that's incredible to have five players, especially since – there was a time less than it feels like, well, I guess technically at the, before last season, right before last season, there was a time that there was a question mark of, are we ever going to have a U.S. men's national team allocated player? And now we have two, uh, you know, buffered with our three uh, Canadian national team allocated players, which, which again, it's just a huge, a huge thing. And, and just shows the growth of this team in a very short period of time. And, a lot of credit has to go to James Clarkson for the work he's done and the work he continues to do. Uh, and look, this team feels like it's a force to be reckoned with for at least a good time to come. So definitely intrigued to see where they you go know, from here.
1: You know, and the thing about having national team players, it not only shows the, the quality of player that you have on the club, but uh, it also brings a, it also shines a light to the club itself, you know, because obviously when you have marquee players that play for big national teams and obviously the United States is the biggest women's national team in in the world so you know when you have two of those guys on there and then you know you have uh, a couple from Canada and then you have obviously we can't forget about Ms. Daly representing you know across the pond in England oh you know it's 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 a it's a good outlook for the dash as a as a club and organization for themselves to hopefully you know make it easier on themselves to recruit players you know to, to bring to come play for the dash and things of that nature and you know I know we had you know failed experiments so i know what we had carly lloyd here for a little bit and things of that nature And we had other players as well but you know i think the 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 mix that we have now and uh the the chemistry that these gals have with each other and they just seem to love to play with each other so you know so it's it, it's gonna be good to see how this how they approach this season and this tournament upcoming
0: If you're enjoying the show and find yourself wanting to discuss with us during the week, hit us up on Twitter. At Jen Orange Radio, we try to tweet a few times per day or at least respond to tweets that mention us. You can also follow at Chase Segovia, Mark's Twitter, for the greatest hot takes. And of course, follow me at Sean Ringrose, even though I may be wrong about roughly 25% of the time. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the rest of the show. Sure. And uh, again, you know, they have to be considered. And I, I think, you know, the uh, kind of the national attention given to the t- team at this point, you know, definitely speaks to this. But they have to be given some some credit for, for what they've done. And and uh, they're g- being given a lot of credit for what they managed to accomplish and, and uh, for how they've managed to keep all of those pieces together, uh, not really losing any big pieces in the process uh, and even gaining some over the offseason. I mean, this team got stronger in the off season, and that is that is a, a scary, like in a very good way. That is a very scary thing for other teams because this team was already very good, uh, and so you know, again, a lot of good work being done over there. And and uh, you know, you know what they say, winning cures what ails you, and uh, that team has definitely elevated uh, tremendously. And and now, honestly, it's up to us as as fans to support them however we can. Uh, especially if you have the capability to get season tickets, even if you're not planning to attend most matches, at least get them just to support the club uh, and the team. Trust me, they deserve it. Uh, if nothing else, they definitely deserve it uh, as much, if not more than the Dynamo right now because of the work that they're putting in. But uh, we'll get to the Dynamo here very shortly. Uh, hey, thanks, Fresh, for following. Appreciate you. That was fun Rocket League last night uh, for sure. Um, but uh, Mark, I have a question for you, sir. I have an answer. Are you sure you have an answer? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So, um, do you know, last week while we were airing live, the U.S. Women's National Team were playing the She Believes Cup, their last match of the cup. Uh, Did you realize they actually won the She Believes Cup by, by winning that match as strongly as they did?
1: Yes, I saw... What was it uh six to zero at the end or whatever? Seven zero? Yeah, it was like seven on uh, I, I know it was going on through yeah. and during, during the time period that we were on the show. I mean, it just shows the the I mean just the amount of talent that the, the team has, man. Oh and it's uh round of, round of applause to to those those ladies as well. You know, they just they go after it, man. They they want to keep showing that they're they're the dominant to deal with that they're going to deal with they want to i guess create a dynasty you know after that world cup win they want to win this this she believes up and then obviously go into the olympics and then you know on to the next world cup it's um i think they're in dynasty mode man they want to they want to go and and show that they're one of the best women national teams of all time and you know they have the group to do so
0: uh, for sure, and you know it, it's not surprising the U.S. women's national team have always been such a dominant force. And you know, as good as Brazil are uh, and have consistently been, the U.S. women's national women's national team is just that next step above that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, as the U.S. women's national te- uh, na- U.S. women's World Cup comes up again very soon uh, to see how things kind of go because uh a lot there are international squads uh overseas and in europe that are uh they've definitely tremendously improved uh and uh they will definitely push the u.s women's national team but uh i think it, it is fair to say the u.s women's national team are the team to beat uh in international competitions right now they are the uh uh, they, they are the dominant force like you said uh, and it's going to take something special from another team or someone special from another team to, to usurp them but uh, boy when that happens there's going to be some interesting drama uh, within the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation uh, related to the women's team because uh, I feel like there is a bit of an assumption that the U.S. women's national team are just always going to be that dominant force and and
1: uh, I can only hope that's the case but I guess we'll see Do you uh, know go ahead but, you know, the the thing is, like, you'll see that, that, that uh, you know, all the women leagues across the world are getting stronger. They're, they're getting more focused and they're getting more, I guess, pub, you know, shown to them. So, which is a good thing, you know, and obviously, hopefully these leagues grow stronger, you know, and it creates more competition. Obviously, you know, we love to see the U.S. women on top, you know, dominating and all that good stuff. And I can, I honestly I continue to believe that that will be the case for the foreseeable future, but. You know, obviously competition is good. You know, we know that teams like Japan are going to be out there, you know, competing. Uh, England's a team that's coming, uh, that's on the uprise. So, good to see. Hopefully, it's, it's always good to have a good competition. Yep, for sure.
0: Uh... Sean Ringrose from Gen Orange here. I wanted to take a quick moment to thank Feedspot for including Generation Orange in their top 15 U.S. Women's National Team podcasts list, which you can find at HTTPS colon backslash backslash blog dot backslash underscore podcasts or just check out the link in the show notes. This is a huge honor for us, and we hope you'll take a few moments to support Feedspot and us by navigating to their list. Hey, enjoy the rest of the show. Well, we're rolling right along with this uh, show order, which is uh, kind of about what I expected for the first couple of things here. But uh, an interesting announcement was made today uh, related to the U.S. men's national team, so I figured I would bring that up so we could give uh, the men's national team a little bit of a tiny little bit of shine, if you will. Obviously, there's a number of players playing overseas for the U.S. men's national team right now. They've uh, uh, a lot of their their best players are playing over in Europe, uh, and uh, one of those players, in Weston McKinney, had his full transfer finalized by Juventus. Uh, so he is now a full Juventus player, uh, and that is an impressive feat for a kid who's 20, 21 years old, uh, coming from the U.S. Uh, to to feature from now. Texas. Yeah, and to feature now for Juventus uh, uh, to the point where he's considered basically the starter, uh, that's a, a, again, he's made his mark uh, to say the least. And, and, um, you know, it will be interesting to see how, you know, how he keeps this up and and if he can keep, you know, continuing to improve, uh, if he continues to, you know, continues to push forward and, and continues to become that elite talent. Uh, because the U S men's national team could certainly use two to three of those players, if not more holistic being one of them would be great. But, uh, you want to continue to see those players grow, uh, especially, uh, especially the, uh, you know, the players that, that you expect to feature for your national team, uh, because they're extremely important to the growth of your national team, especially at a time where our national team is, uh, you know, we've been in a bit of a struggle. Uh, we're starting to come out of that. I think we're starting to see the light at the end of that tunnel, but, uh, boy that that this existing cycle that we are in between world cups has been uh, excruciating to say the least
1: you know it's 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 and congratulations to Weston McKinney, obviously uh that's a big feat you know to play for juventus which is one of the top 3 italian clubs um but yeah man you know it's cra- it's going to be a crazy midfield for the us coming up for the 2022 world cup you know um, you know, you got McKinney. Obviously, you got Tyler Adams who plays for RB Lipstick, and then you got you know a youngster over there, Bruce Dortmund and Giovanni Reina, who can possibly play your ten or or be one of the wingers if you decide to put Polistick in the ten role or whatever, depending on how the coach sees fit. But yeah, man, that midfield is gonna be very very talented by the time 2022 comes in. So you know, it's gonna be very interesting to see. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm 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 always happy to see Americans abroad. Well, especially in these big leagues and, you know, Reno Sierra is one of those big leagues, you know, obviously kids like uh, Sergino Des that played today in Barcelona uh, and, and doing well in La Liga, Pulisic, obviously in Chelsea, in the premier league and all the kids that, and all the other guys who play in the Bundesliga, you know, with their respective teams, the way the, what they're doing out there, it's, it's, it's admirable. And I, and I hope to see their, their, their skills keep progressing forward That way when 2022 comes in, you know, we make a statement because, you know, we we missed out on that 2018 World Cup. You know, it's in it and it's a it was a big guy for the US Federation. you know, missed out on a World Cup like that, especially in the way they did. You know, it's just it was it was it's a dark moment in US soccer.
0: For sure. But you know what they say, sometimes the darkest hours bring the brightest, you know, brightest lights uh, and I think that it's we're so seeing cool. that in, in kids like Weston McKinney, uh, in kids like, you know, Christian Pulisic and in kids like, um, uh, I can't think of names cause I just literally blanked, but there's so many, uh, Josh, Tyler, Sargent, Adam. Tyler, Tyler Adams, Josh Sargent, uh, Anthony Robinson, uh, just a ton I'm of players out him. there. Yeah. 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 Well, Oh God. Uh, I just—it's it, exciting as a as Great a fan of the na- You know, it's exciting as a fan of the U.S. Uh, national team, uh, men's national team specifically, to to see the growth of the talent pool, uh, especially in the last six to seven years. Um, you know, going into the last cycle, uh, it was it was really a struggle. You know, you were looking and going, who who are you know who's the starters? Who's your top eleven here you know, and now? You know go what's
1: ahead. Money? Like, you know what's 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 amazing about this 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 revolution, if you want to call it, of American soccer players is that you know, before when we used to have, you know, European players, it would be like spotty players that play like in Belgium. And if they played like in a in a in a big league, they played for like a bottom team, you know, or a mid table team at the at the very most. But now you see players represented in the big clubs, a very big league in Europe, which is a great, amazing feat to see. Uh, like I said, this is this. I think this is the time that you know everybody. Everybody had that prediction of the U.S. winning the World Cup in 2010. You know, obviously that didn't happen. But I think they're in the right course of going to that to to gaining at feet of winning the World Cup, lifting the World Cup. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna. You know, it's a lot of pressure to put on these guys. But like I said, they 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 playing the biggest games in the world now. You know, like I said, we mentioned Giovanni Reina, who's playing Borussia Dortmund, who, you know, obviously is playing games against Bayern Munich, playing Champions League games, you know, things of that nature. Sergino so, you know, Desk, you know, Copa del Rey, Champions League games, La Liga games, things of that nature. Western McKinney with with Juventus in prior to that with Shaka and the Bundesliga. You know, these ki- these kids, quote unquote kids, are gonna be kids so for that for that much longer. And they're gonna have experience underneath their belts with the, with you know with big games and they're going to have the mentality of going out there and doing the jobs and hopefully succeeding in and in the international stage and I'm all and I'm here for all that man you know uh, it's going to be very interesting to see um obviously depending on how they're going to do the gold cup and things of that nature it'll be a good sight to see if they can you know not only win the gold cup but like sh- have a big showing the world and and the gold cup, because obviously we know that the main rival is Mexico, but you know, when you compare players to players from Mexico, compared to the United States, obviously we have a lot more uh, foreign players from European sides, you know, abroad. So we should have a stronger team. And, and if we dominate this gold cup, I think it's just the beginning of something special. This era of us soccer.
0: Uh, for sure. Yeah. It, it, it again, it's just, a, it's a huge deal, uh, to finally, you know, finally have a, what, what I would consider to be a competitive, uh, you know, competitive, you know, pool of players, uh, and competitive at, at just about every position. Um, and, oh, and, you know, and player we forgot was Zach Steffen, uh, playing over there with city, uh, you know, players that have really stepped up and, uh, you know, have gone overseas and, and are making their mark overseas. Like you said, not just uh, you know, idling in a mid, middle mid table club or a second division club or even a third division club over there, but you know, premiering and starting for their first division clubs and clubs that are you know are known worldwide. And uh, you know, it, it it's creating a it's creating a pipeline. It's creating an opportunity and and. Um, you know, for all the credit we give to the players, we do have to credit a, a lot, give credit a lot to uh, to teams too in MLS that have created these opportunities via partnerships with uh, with uh, European counterparts or, or you know South American counterparts as the case may be. A uh, Perfect example is, God, I hate to say it, but FC Dallas and uh, and Bayern Munich. Um, FC Dallas have obviously maximized that partnership to to its fullest, uh, having sent two more players over there. Uh, this off season to, to, to train with their, uh, with
1: their, with their club. Uh, And that's, that's a huge deal. And not to mention uh, Brian Reynolds who signed with Roma. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it it is our main rival FC Frisco doing these things, but I mean, but it's just good to see that the, the youth of U S soccer is not just, you know, sitting in the back in the backyard and, you know, and in America, are actually getting getting looked at big big massive clubs in europe and they're getting a chance over there with trials and and with uh signing to their 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 u23 teams and things of that nature or or their you know lower tier teams or some of them even going into their first team so it's it's a good sight to see
0: let's get into the nitty-gritty of dynamo talk Uh, This week, uh, obviously, the big news, of course, is the kit drop that will happen tomorrow morning uh, on this Dynamo social media channels, which would be Houston Dynamo FC or at Houston Dynamo FC uh, and I think also at Houston Dynamo. Uh, You can follow on at both of those locations uh, and uh, you will definitely see them drop there. Then also, of course, follow the dash at Houston Dash uh, on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, they will definitely drop there, but if you if you can follow on Instagram because usually when they drop stuff on Instagram, it is like the highest of quality stuff. Great media teams over there, by the way. Um, I lost the show notes and that was my fault. So there we go. All right, cool. So the other big news of the week uh, is in uh, this drop today. Uh, so I wanted to I wanted to make sure we shared this. This is you know I wouldn't call it breaking news, but it's definitely news. Uh, Marcelo Palomino. Uh, the guy we heavily hyped and, and hoped would be a, 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 at least a rotation player for the Dynamo has been loaned to Charlotte Independence of the USL Championship uh, as of today. Uh, so he will feature for Charlotte Independence uh, this uh, USL Championship season, uh, much like Eric McHugh, who was loaned out uh, to uh, Charleston Battery. Uh, you've got two, two of your young players that are homegrown players that are being loaned to USL Championship clubs. Um, to be fair, it was going to be a very heavy uphill battle for Palomino to take a starting center, uh, central mid-roll uh, from an existing player, especially having brought in Joe Corona, having now brought back uh, Boniat Garcia. Uh, you know, Matias Vera and Darwin Seren were not in any danger of leaving, but uh, that's, a, that's a foursome that, you know, that for three spots or really two spots, if you think about it, that is going to be very tough to, to break into um and you know you also have players like memo that can slot into those positions darwin quintero could play in the middle of the field if needed um you know there's just a, a lot of opportunity there or not a lot of opportunity there because you already have such a strong uh center central midfield uh with the players that you have
1: on the squad already you know what i find interesting uh about the McHugh and palomino transfer is that you know I think somebody asked uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, Glenn's show or, or just somebody another somebody else asked him um, how their relationship with RGV is you know especially with Wilmer now over there. and they said everything's good you know everything's great. you know obviously all the PR answers that Matt Jordan is known to give. Um, why didn't they you know own them out to, to RGV? But, uh, it's very it's a very interesting thing. I, I was thinking about it actually right now before getting onto the show, you know, because you ob- obviously I, I didn't know about the Palomino mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, alone until you until now. You know, it's it's very interesting to see why why wouldn't they have uh, loaned both of them out to RGB?
0: Yeah. Uh so it, it's interesting of course you know and you you kind of noted that jordan gave the the pc answer of yeah our relationship with wilmer is great and our relationship with rgv is great and there will be some loans to rgv and uh you know i, I think that's uh I, I think that's more uh pr speak than anything else they don't want to uh don't want to throw wilmer under the bus necessarily don't want to throw rgv under the bus but Uh, Truth be told, you know, it is very clear you have two players that you've now sent to other teams in the USL championship, um, you know, and two players that, that, uh, you know, fans have hopes for, have, you know, belief in, uh, or at very least for Palomino, that's the case, uh, and uh, and, and you didn't send them to RGV, um, you know, maybe that's because rgv feels those two players shouldn't really be starting for them i don't know what their you know thought process is but um you know uh we're gonna have to wait and see with rgv that's all i'm gonna say about that go ahead
1: yeah for sure because i mean you know obviously i think Pab has mchugh and obviously palomino and high regards as as part of the future of the club right you know obviously they're focusing on the right now and trying to focus to make sure that they're a playoff team for the season because they don't want to go another season missing the playoffs and things of that nature. So they're obviously gonna I guess focus heavily on veteran leadership and obviously with talented with a little bit more a uh, talented group of players as as well, right? But you know, it's just it just it's just funny to me, you know, that obviously Palomino, you know, we know the kind of talent that he provides and what he's done in his youth national team career and obviously he's gone on trial you know portugal and spain and things of that nature McHugh being a homegrown and obviously you know i think he had a little bit of time in rgb if i'm not mistaken i'm not i can't remember um that it wouldn't be in consideration you know obviously for wilmer because i mean i'm sure wilmer knew obviously especially in McHugh's case he was there when he when he was signed as a homegrown player you know, obviously Wilmer was here when Palomino, you know, decided not to sign with Dynamo at that time. So I don't know if there's a little bit of a, you know, maybe not a good relationship there, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing for me. I, I think an interesting dynamic because, you know, literally it's, we're still part of well, RGV is still under the umbrella of the Dynamo for this last season. So.
0: I'm I'm actually curious since Harry is in the chat, um, you know, what is your take on that? Seeing you know multiple players now having been loaned out to other USL uh, Championship clubs, uh, you know, your perspective as an outside viewer, as a San Antonio, uh, you know, San Antonio fan FC fan, uh, you know, what is your take on that? Is it surprising to you to see that happen, or? Uh, you know, do you think that, uh, you know, do you maybe agree with me that maybe there's a little more, a little more blood in the water than, uh, than, than, you know, either team is going to, is going to say publicly uh, when it comes to that stuff. I'm, I'm really kind of curious, Harry, what your take is on the whole situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, he said, before I asked that, he said, I do find it odd that no preseason friendly between RGV and Houston. Uh, he says, but it's good for both. It tells me that the relationship is not good. I think that's, uh, Boy, that's understating it heavily
1: there, Harry. But I, I like it. <laughs> you know, it's it's it, it, it's crazy to me because, like, like you like you mentioned, you know, obviously now you're strengthening uh, opponents to RGV, right? And yeah. then on top of that, on top of that, I'm not too familiar with Charlotte Independence and their style of play. I don't I don't know. If maybe the coach plays a similar type of style that Tab is playing, and maybe he just found comfort in that. You know, I'm not sure. Like I said, it go. There's a lot of things that have to go into consideration when you loan out a player, you know, um you want to make sure that this player is gonna get the playing time that he is there going there for. You know, and then on top of that, if that team if said team is playing a similar type of style that your team plays, then that's an even added bonus, you know? So maybe Charlotte Independence is playing uh the the 433 the way Tab might play or a similar version of his 433 that can be an option as well the real reason why you know he'd set us in palomino over there instead of rgb because we know um wilmer's version of 433 is a tack, tac tack, right mm-hmm. um it's you know obviously good i mean you know it it did it...
0: thanks for listening to the audio only podcast edition of our show We air live over on Twitch via our Twitch channel every Wednesday, life and work permitting, starting at 7 p.m. Central. If you like what you've heard here so far, follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv backslash genorange. And while you're over there, why not do us a huge favor and go ahead and drop a sub? If you do catch us during the live show, let us know in the Twitch chat. We love you guys and look forward to chatting with you guys next Wednesday. Now, back to the show. Uh, Harry, I like that statement. Charlotte will play the player. Not sure RGV will. I think that's kind of a big deal, right? Is you know, there's this affiliation, but how far does that affiliation get you if the club's not going to play the players? Uh, I'm I'm kind of intrigued, right? Because you know, Harry, you can echo this sentiment, I'm sure, but that Charlotte Independence right now is probably not a club that I would send a player to, and it has nothing to do with the club or the team or the team, and everything to do with their ownership situation that is a complete and utter mess right now. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go into details. Why, if you're anybody's curious as to what is going on over there. Uh, I think it was the athletic that had a great article uh, on uh, uh, last week or the week before uh, on what's going on with Charlotte independence and their ownership. Definitely, you know, look it up and give it a read. It's, it's a fairly long read, but man, it is, it is uh, definitely eye opening to say the least. Um, yeah, definitely political reasons. I like how you put that political reasons, but, it's just interesting because I think there's uh you know there are some very good players that play for Charlotte Independence and I think they play for for the fans they definitely don't play for the owner of their team that's for sure uh it is a completely different type of situation with their ownership insider it is uh it is more about the political outspokenness of their particular owner um you know it's uh google it you'll find out google it and you'll find out what i'm talking about Uh, i just don't want to dive into it here on on the show we've only really got 22 minutes left and we've still got two things to go through so
1: yeah and and I'm, i'm and i'm kind of surprised that you know obviously with their usl affiliation and knowing that charlotte fc is about to start up what's going on with that as well over there but you know that's obviously going beyond the the point so but yeah
0: Beyond the scope of our show, there are USL uh podcasts out there you can definitely pull up and uh, listen to. Harry has one of his own, uh, for sure. Uh, and there are other uh other USL podcasts you can tune into, I'm sure. Uh, down in the RGV, uh, uh, probably we'll talk about it to some extent, at least in the curiosity of why Dynamo are not loaning these players to RGV. I'm sure they'll bring it up and they'll talk about it. Uh, but uh, always interesting to see kind of some of the stuff happening and think about it from a business perspective. Think about it from a personality or personnel perspective. Um, yeah, Charlotte is just a mess, period. Uh, but uh, with that being said, let's move on to our next uh, next topic. Obviously, I mentioned preseasons basically here. I don't intend to talk about this for very long, but I wanted to bring it up. Uh, preseason starts basically next week, which is like five days away uh, on Monday. Uh, Monday, the eighth, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is when preseason officially starts. Uh, and uh, man, I, I am I am absolutely geeked and ready uh, to see, even on you know even via choppy shoddy stream online, I am ready to see the Houston Dynamo play, uh, especially with the the work that was done in the off season to bring in players and, and do some player movement and player changes. There we go. Uh, Nest, are we uh, are we streaming again? <laughs> I'm going to guess the answer to that is yes. But uh, obviously, guys, uh, that was unexpected. But, uh, you know, the, the intent there was uh, preseason's here. Uh, we're going to finally get to see the Dynamo play uh, in, uh, uh, in matches, at least via stream, uh, which is uh, really, really, it's got me hyped up and geeked out uh, to no extent right now. Uh, I'm ready to see the boys play, uh, and again with the the number of off season moves that we have made and changes we have made, um, it, it is it is I am ready to see what the effect is on the club, uh, you know, and, and to see how those changes fit in, especially guys like Tim Parker, Maximiliano Aruti, uh, Fafa Pico, uh, you know, uh, Ariel Lasseter, Now that he's a full Dynamo player, uh, <laughs> no worries, Nestor. Bahamid, man, Bahamid uh Mateo Bahamich, whenever he gets here a reminder he's still in Ar- Argentina uh oh, you know I, I know you're hyped on uh Bahamic, but uh, you know I I've got it on uh on pretty good authority from George uh, if he's still around uh that uh Bahamic may still need a couple of years of seasoning maybe a year of seasoning before he's really ready for uh MLS play uh but uh you know Ethan Bartlow that we picked up in the draft. Who knows where he's gonna you know fit in? Um, you know is he gonna start? Is he gonna be a, a rotational player right out of the gate? How's that gonna work out? Again the the center back out of the draft considered the most MLS ready of all the center backs. Uh, just a, a ton of things going on, a ton of storylines going on. Um, who secures that right back slot? Is that gonna be Bisama or is that gonna be uh, uh, Valentine? Uh, who secures the left back slot? Is that going to be Sam Junqua or is that going to be Lundqvist? Uh, you know who's who secures that starting uh, forward role, that starting striker role? Is it going to be Christian? Is it going to be Rudy? Is it going to be Fafa Pico? Because all three of them can play that role. Uh, could Lassiter be a dark horse coming in out of nowhere?
1: I think one of the things that that Tab mentioned in Glenn's show yesterday, for those who didn't hear, is that the fact he loves the fact that there's more competition at every position now. Uh, which is true you know obviously with everything that you just named off um so you know obviously we know we kind of have a feeling well we think we have a feeling of who some of the starters may be but like i said there's more competition for those positions now than there ever was before so there might be a surprise here and there that you know you might think hey well you know we can pencil in Lundy because you know Lundy he played every game last season he was on ironman but you never know Junqua
0: Jun- showed something though in those three or four matches he had a chance to start and
1: and play you in. know he might, he might he might have a badass preseason you know tab might say you know what I mean, i'm gonna give this kid a shot you know uh the same thing with uh you know valentine you know valentine and and Bizama, or you know, zama might be the starting center back next to Tim Parker, depending on how his pre pre-season, preseason goes. So it's it's good to see, obviously, with all competition there being more competition. I think as a club, especially if you're a club with aspirations or championship aspirations, you should have you know in competition, especially in, in your most your most important positions, you know, because you always want to be able to have somebody fresh, ready to go in case of injuries or or disciplinary actions or things of that nature or just you know because you have an abundance amount of games coming up so
0: yeah for sure and uh and piggybacking on player movement i think it's important that we remember uh during that uh press conference the the kind of season opening press conference if you will uh matt jordan did uh, you know state that uh they are looking at a uh, and and are are watching or scouting uh, a player uh, from Africa over in Swi- in the Switzerland over in Switz playing in Switzerland right now. There we go. Uh, that's interesting to me. There are three or four players I think that that fit that that kind of uh, what the Dynamo want to do. Uh, one of which would be an absolute monster grab and uh, Same, uh, but uh, doesn't really fit the age. Uh, he's still I mean, twenty seven, so it's not like he's like oh out of age, but. Uh, he would definitely have to be a DP. Uh, transfer fee would likely push him well into the DP range. Don't ever exclude it as a possibility. I just don't think we necessarily see that happen. Uh, but there's also Area uh, E R I A um, Mishek Area. Uh, he plays kind of a central midfield role uh, and uh, can play winger as well. Uh, and he's a, he would be on a cheaper uh, contract, something more along the lines of what I would anticipate the Dynamo uh, spending for a player uh, coming from the Swiss league. Uh, but it, you what know, do you all mean? players.
1: Go ahead. What do you mean we're about to drop 16 mil on a Mexican defender? Haven't you heard? <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: I have heard. I think that, uh, you know, it's been stated by a number of people at this point, and I think there's no doubt about it, that the Dynamo would never pay 16 million. I, well, I shouldn't say never. The Dynamo would likely not pay 16 million uh, for a, a Liga MX center back. Um You know, I I, again I I said it on Twitter. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it around. You know, if something were to happen, if it were to come in around eight, six, somewhere around there, that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, sixteen—that's—and it's not even anything against the Dynamo. That's just—that's a lot for a center back out of Liga MX. Period.
1: Uh, You know, I mentioned. I mentioned. I was talking to somebody on Twitter or Twitter or one of the Discords. Um, Sixteen million can get you a top five goal score in this league you know this 16 million can get you a lot you know if if, if you're willing to uh spend it look now, look I,
0: I, six million six million could get you zlatan that's all it takes well, you, is six million yeah so but, if so you got 16 million to spend you could get a zlatan you could go get some other player at five million another player at five million and you got you i guarantee you are going to come out better than that one player that you're paying 16 to
1: yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you're gonna invest 16 million in one player, I mean, it, it might it might as well be a player who's gonna score the goals for you.
0: So at least a player like a uh, Ezekiel Barco that you think you can probably move at least to get back the majority of what you pay, uh, if they don't pan out or potentially blow up the transfer market with a huge you know transfer True.
1: out. You know, you know who I would have spent 16 million. On? Honestly, you know, if 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 it would have been available to the Dynamo and I know. If you say Lionel Messi here,
0: or Cristiano Pavone, Ronaldo, I'm going to kick you out of the chat right now. Uh,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I'd spend that uh, amount on either uh, of them. Pa- let's be real. But, yeah, but, you know, Christian Pavon, obviously he's already showed his quality for MLS, and he and he and he's a borderline Argentine, you know, national team player. And, obviously, you know, to take one of the best players, if not the best players from, your, from the Galaxy, and bring him over and put him in Orange, that's just a, a double whammy in itself.
0: For Sure. Uh, And, you know, honestly, Pavone is a player who can play that uh, outside out wide. Uh, He can play out wide very comfortably. Um, The drawback is that's basically he plays really the same position that uh, Quintero plays. So you'd have to kind of figure a different way to approach things. But, uh, you know, absolutely. I I could definitely agree with you on that. But, uh, you know, I I just, uh, you know, talking about this, this potential African player that's playing in Switzerland right now. There's only I mean, there's a number of African players playing over there um but uh, right now there's really only three or four and just about every one of them plays for young boys over there uh and uh you know the insame is a player that uh, he's a striker a true striker um that is a prolific striker uh, i think across i say prolific everybody's gonna hear the percentage and be like oh that's not that great 161 69 total matches he's got like 60 goals um, I mean that's not an astronomical number or anything like that. Considering again, it's the you know Swiss Swiss League, but and it's Division One. Uh, but the thing is, is also you're not looking specifically for statistics. What you're actually looking for is talent uh, and capability. And uh, you know it, it is entirely possible to find a player that you can bring into MLS that could absolutely light MLS up with just the right coaching and the right kind of kind of uh, training. Uh, and guidance uh, and maybe belief and trust in the player. Sometimes, you know, players need that too. Uh, But, you know, that those are looking to be, if anything, you know, or or I should say that is looking to be, if anything, a summer window type of signing, summer window type of transfer. Um, If it's to happen, my expectation is if it's Insame, it's a DP. If it's uh, Area or any other, you know, player over in the Swiss League, it's probably going to be a U22 type of player, uh, which would mean he'd fit that U22 initiative. Uh, which means you'd be bringing him in as kind of essentially a young DP, um, and and paying him only half uh, a season's worth of salary, uh, and and only hitting the salary budget for half a young DP, which is a lot cheaper on your salary budget and gives you a lot more flexibility. Um, but uh, you know there have been other rumors out there. You you kind of hinted at one with the well you didn't hit. you hint at it you basically said it you know with the Carlos Salcedo stuff. Um, you know I, I think if 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 there is a possibility that something happens, I think we're looking at a summer transfer type of situation. And I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Look, if the dynamo feel that that player is going to get him, get them over the mark. If tab feels that player is the player they absolutely need. Why are we writing it off as happening? I mean, you know, I've said it before, you know, Jordan's best quality is that he knows soccer business and he knows how to get contracts signed and done. Um, and if Tab has targeted players, if he has picked out players that he really wants and he says, Look, look, Jordan, make it happen. And if Brenner is willing to sign off on it, I mean, look, that's that's really big ifs, right? But never say never when it comes to this stuff. I when DMB was signed, when uh you know Beasley was signed, I thought there was no chance in hell it was the dynamo. Absolutely no chance, because we'd never spent that much money on a player before that point, and yet it was the dynamo when Kubo uh, Torres was brought in no chance in hell it was going to be the Dynamo it was going to be LA Galaxy or it was going to be some other team and it turned out to be the Dynamo just never say never this team can surprise you this club can surprise you this ownership can surprise you i know that we've got a lot of expectations that we've built up because of existing situations uh but i just think that you know maybe we should put those you know put those to rest and believe that this team is maybe ready to turn that leaf a little bit uh, and again, you know, if they're trying to set up to increase their value, what better way to do it than to bring in a player that's recognizable, with, at, you know, by name, a player that is going to hit that market that you're, that key demographic that you're looking for, which is that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Latino Mexican, uh, you know, based uh, group. I mean, if you brought in a Salcedo, that's going to light that group up, especially how many Tigres fans
1: are in this, in this city. And he just come, he's coming off. A club World Cup final where they lost 1-0 to arguably the best club in the world right now in Bayern Munich. They won the CONCACAF Champions League, you know, like you stated before, uh, a huge uh fan base here in Houston. So, you know, obviously that would that would kind of hopefully bring some of those fans to BBVA once Everybody's allowed to come back to the stadium, so I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a plus. It's, it's a plus plus, right? It's a win win for everybody. But you know, obviously, I I don't. If it, I, I'll be happy if it happens, I just don't want it to happen for sixty mil. You know, <laughs> just you know.
0: But I think I'll, anybody does. Everybody I've talked to, and everybody that's that, that has talked to me about it, that I've heard, watched chatting about it, has all said the same thing. Like, bro. 16 million is like way overboard for that player, you know, and, and, and you get closer, like I said, that 10, 8, 6, 4, you know, anything really between five and 10 is a comfortable like level for that player. And I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and again, I, I put it out on Twitter, you know, we look and we say, okay, let's say the player, you know, the player is, or, or the, the club Tigress is looking for around 8 million. Oh God, that's a lot of money. The Dynamo would never spend that. But what if you could do like 4 million up front and then you do like two million, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that as incentives to get it up to six million, and then you give him a twenty percent sell on fee or a fifteen percent sell on fee, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you, you figure out how to make it work, and that is what Jordan can do if you give him the player that you specifically want. I just don't think that that's happened with other coaches as much. I think Wilmer, you know, he either wanted somebody that was completely off base and out of possibility, or the players that he wanted were your Elise and your Kyoto and. Because I mean, think about it. Who are the players that we got? Elise, Kyoto, Morrow. They were players Wilmer wanted. I mean, and it was it was it was stated that that was the case. So, you know, again, it, it, you if, know. if the coach has given the players that he wants, and Jordan is able to make it happen, then you know, more we need to give the team more credit at that point. It hasn't happened yet, obviously, but if it does, that should open some eyes.
1: More reason why, you know, the thing the thing about the sixteen mil. Obviously, it's a huge number, right? Yeah. huge number especially for for a club that you know isn't isn't known to spend that money like that but i would I would understand it if Salcedo was a 21 22 year old defender you know uh, that's already with the with, with the national team you know full-time uh M- mx NT player things of that uh, nature where you can market him and then two three years down the road you can resell him for a profit. Yeah. But, you know he's a 27, like, year old, essentially like your Miguel Almaron, just without a de- yeah, at a defender it, position as a, instead it, it, of a forward. It, it, exactly. So, so, so you know the reason why I can't get behind the 16 mil, you know, right now is because he's 27, going on to be about to be 28 years old. You sure, know, he, sure. he's obviously in the, he should be in the prime of his career. So obviously that's a fit for what we're trying to do right now, as far as you know, being a competitive team. But, but there, but it's going to be really hard to sell him. For profit later on, if you if you do decide to sell him, you know. And again, you're talking about a defender, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 crazy, you know. Like 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 for example, you know the whole at least deal, you know. At least they got at least at at twenty 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 one years old, you know. For what was it two two point five three mil from Monterrey, you know. They could have easily flipped him and and made ten mil off of him, you know. If Jordan didn't sit on his hands about oh. You know, transferring at least at before he ran down his contract but uh, you know but that's the kind of players that you go and spend you know money on players that you can flip later on and and bring in more money so you can bring in more players later on it's it's a it's a circle that needs to be done you know especially when you, if you don't if you're not having an in- ownership that has the the deep pockets to just go out there and fling money around like that so yeah, so you know, real understand. quick,
0: as as we're sitting here talking, the Dynamo just dropped a little teaser uh, picture uh, for the jersey, and it is the Texas flag with orange instead of red, and uh, uh, the uh, the 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 blue where the blue would be, it's actually black, and it's a hex. It's a hexagon. Hey, instead. I was
1: I was right. I was Ooh. right, man. I, I I mentioned it in the Surge Discord. They're gonna put the Texas flag in a hex in their hex, hexagon.
0: Oh, that looks so nice too. That that right there, that little feature, that might be enough to put, push me over the edge to buy that sucker too. That that is gonna look nice, man. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, and what a time for them to drop that crap too. Uh, <laughs> uh, George says that's on the bandanas. Is it really?
1: I have a bandana, so I don't. I don't know. Every oh time shit. I try to go out there and get a bandana. Oh
0: shit! It is. I don't know if you can see it because I can't see my own camera,
1: but right there. It's yeah, I there. Can see, I can see. Okay. It's there.
0: Damn it, George, busting my, busting my balls already. Uh, but seriously guys, it is uh three till uh, eight We're only doing an hour today because it's still preseason uh, or still almost preseason. Uh, you know, when we get into the regular season, we'll probably go a little bit longer again, uh, depending on our work schedules. Uh, but guys, thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Obviously we love this discussion, talking about things like a, uh, what would it take to get uh, Salcedo into Orange, uh, you know, or what would it take to get Insame into Orange? And, um, you know, look, if if you're a, if you're a fan of the Dynamo and you haven't followed us yet on Twitch, make sure you follow us on Twitch. That's twitch.tv generationorange uh, orange follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sean Ringrose. Uh, Mark is at Chase Segovia. Uh, you can see it on our on the uh, yeah, on the stream. Uh, and then, of course, follow us on Twitter, at Radio. We tweet as much as we can. Uh, it is uh, pretty crazy to kind of keep up with everything right now. But uh, other thing is make sure you check out the Slice episode. It dropped uh, either today or yesterday uh, on the Dynamo uh, YouTube. Uh, it covers both Dynamo and Dash in one, uh, one episode. And uh, as always, it is top-notch quality. Highly, 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 highly recommend it. Uh, good stuff as always from our uh, media team the, or the media team over at the Houston dynamo and uh, Houston dash, uh, incredible stuff out of there. Uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, what's going to go on with preseason for both dynamo and dash. Uh look forward to getting to watch some live soccer, uh, live MLS and NWSL soccer again. Uh, and uh, look forward to getting to see the boys finally put it all together and, and get out on the field together, get out on the pitch together and see what they can do and, and to see what tab can pull strings with and, Maybe turn into a pretty cool, uh, uh, pretty cool thing. Uh, who knows what the Dynamo are capable of this year? Who knows what the Dash are capable of this year? Uh, we know the Dash are at least capable of championship level quality. Uh, we don't know what the Dynamo are capable of. We have no idea. Way too many moves. Uh, but uh, we look forward to seeing Club them try.
1: World
0: Club World Cup quality is that what you said.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Heck yeah, Club World Cup bringing on. Uh, guys, again, thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Harry, thank you very much for the sub. We definitely appreciate it. That appreciate that, sir. I appreciate all y'all's ongoing support and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Hold it down. Well, guys, that is it for this week's audio only podcast episode, which has been uploaded to anchor.fm special. Thanks to our producer and streamer boy, Nestor Luna for helping take care of the technical details each week for our show. We look forward to talking with you again real soon. Hold it down, Houston.